Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation International. Pastors Sagi and Bridget are anointed to teach the Word of God with simplicity. We believe your life will be changed as you listen to this message. Be doers of the Word and not only hearers in Jesus' name. Wow, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm just going to continue to share some of the things the Holy Spirit has been saying to us in the church concerning the love of God. Amen. Amen. And I'm on vacation. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't it a good way to spend your vacation? Amen. Preaching. Amen. Amen. So if I take it easy, it's because I'm on vacation. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to act like I'm on vacation. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's this song that has become so popular here, and I want us to sing it again. Beloved, let us love one another. How many of you know the song? Beloved, let us love one another. Love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. And knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, Praise the Lord. Now we're supposed to sing that song to somebody. Amen. And so you want to talk to somebody now. At least one person. Amen. Turn, turn. Not to me, to somebody. Amen. And look at the person in the eye. And say, I love you with the love of God. Say, are you ready to sing to me? Because I'm ready to sing to you. See, the Bible says we should love one another. So I'm going to sing to you to love me and I'm going to love you too. Amen. Are you ready? Okay, one, two, go. Beloved, come on. Let us love one another. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Turn to First John chapter number four. Praise the Lord. We already sang it, so let us read it. Amen. He said, dear friends, I'm reading from the NIV. He said, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we may live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we, ought, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Somebody say amen. amen. It says we know this, that we have 
that we live in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledge, acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in Him and He in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in Him. In this way, love is made complete amongst us so that we have, we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. Somebody say amen. amen. The King James says, as he is, so are we mm -hmm. in this world. Amen. amen. Let's go to St. John. We'll be reading 1 John. Let's go to St. John. Chapter number 13. Praise the Lord. Now, many of us already have heard these scriptures many times over, but it is not just good enough to hear it. We have got to do what the Word of God says. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you there? St. John, chapter number 13. It says from verse 34 A new command I give you. The King James says a new commandment. He said, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Somebody say amen. amen. So how are men supposed to know we are disciples of God? Is it by speaking in tongues? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's part of it. Good. But the Bible says that the major mark of the believer is his life of love. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Now last week we read 1 Corinthians 13. Let's go back there. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Let's go into chapter number 13. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't have a Bible, we have some Bibles that we give out um, for services. If you just wave your hand, the ushers will help you with one. Some of us may have left our Bibles at home or in the car, some in the bookstore, but whatever it is, just um, we will give you one. Just drop it at the end of the service. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Um, first Corinthians chapter number 13. Are you there? Amen. It said, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clinking cymbal. So there are tongues of men and of angels. Is that true? Amen. Somebody said, well, this is speaking in tongues. Nobody understands us. The Bible says that you can speak in tongues of angels and men don't understand that tongue. Amen? Amen. But the Bible says that even if I do all of that and have not love, I'm just an empty vessel. Mm. You know, people say empty vessels make most noise. Mm. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries 
and all knowledge. You know, if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Now, the Bible is not saying these things are not important. He's just saying that if you have all of these things and yet do not walk in love, all of these things amount to nothing without the love of God. Praise the Lord. Verse 3. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flame, but have not love, it said, I gain nothing. So the Bible is saying it is possible for somebody to speak in tongues, to even cast out devils. It's possible for the person to have faith that can move mountains. It's possible for the person to give all he has to the poor. It's possible for the person to be even a martyr, for someone who to, to suffer for the sake of the kingdom and still not have love. Which means that there is more to love than many of us think. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, in my study, I began to look at the word love again. And the Greek from which the New Testament is translated has many words that were translated love. But two of them are most important to our study today. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The first word is the word agape. Say agape. Agape. It's spelled A-G-A-P-E. Or you can find some say agapao. It's, it's, it's the same word. One is a verb, one is a noun. But I'm not teaching English, so it doesn't really matter. Amen? <laughs> now, the word agape actually talks about the kind of love that God is. Right. The kind of love or the love that the Bible is talking about here. The second word is Phileo, and it's the same word that, that you have, um, the word philanthropic comes from Philadelphia, brotherly love, the, the love that comes from affection or um, that comes from, 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 from something that you like. In short, one of the best ways to understand it is that Phileo or, or, or the, the second kind of love is a love that comes from the soul. Is a soulish law. Is the law that comes out of emotions, out of pity, out of sympathy. Mm -hmm. It's a law that comes because of what is going on. Yeah. Whether, the, whether something is happening to the person or not. And because you see that, there is something that it stirs up. That is, that is phileo. It, it, it's, it's dependent on the environment. The second kind of love, which is agape, is a love that comes from the spirit, and this love is unconditional. It does not depend on what is going on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is Philip wrong? No, no. The Bible actually expects us to live in filio, which is the, 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 the love of the soul, because we are made up of spirit, soul, and body. But there is nowhere in the Bible we are commanded to feel you. Anytime the Bible commands us to love, the word that is always used is agape. 
Right. Why? Because you cannot be commanded to feel. Feeling is dependent on individuals. I can find someone who has pretty long hair, you know, of nice shape, and I can I can just feel attracted to the person. But you can't command me to be attracted to somebody that I'm not attracted to. Praise the Lord. So, the soulish law is dependent on individuals. An individual gets touched when he sees certain things, somebody else does not really get touched about that. And so, if we are commanded to feel you, it means that it's going to be dependent on our emotions. And our emotions are not stable. So, in the new covenant, Jesus coined a new word, showing us the way God loves, and the word agape was born. And this love is not conditional about how we feel or about what we see. It is a decision uh -huh. that comes from the heart. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Filial is emotional. That's right. Agape is by decision. Now, you can add failure to your agape if you want. But you are not commanded to. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But you are commanded to agape. Which means that you may not feel like liking the person. You may not even have any emotional inclination towards that person. Or you may even feel negative about the person. You feel like slapping the person upside the head, but you cannot walk by your feeling. When it comes to agape, mm -hmm. you have to walk by an inward right. decision right. to do what the Word of God Amen. says. Amen. Now, I need to get this right because, you see, if you don't understand something, you cannot do it. That's right. I like what somebody said. Definition is the first step to application. Because if you can't define it, you can't apply it. If you don't know what it is. So today we see uh, people talking about, oh, I just love you. So how do you know I love you? Or when I see you, my hair is standing. <laughs> what about if you don't have any hair? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. And people live that way and say that's love. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. God gives us our minds, but we have a choice who we should feel you. Somebody say amen. amen. Some people like soccer. Some people don't even know anything about it. They don't even know anything about soccer. They don't like it. Instead, they like baseball. Praise the Lord. Why? Because it is from the soul realm. Amen. 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 But agape is a love that is by decision. Now, let me give this illustration. I'm just trying to get this across because the most important is to get what God is saying. Now, if there are two people here and one is rich and one is poor, who am I supposed to agape more? Some people say they're rich, some say poor. <laughs> If 
I love the rich more than the poor is that agape? No. Why? Because it is dependent on the commission. Maybe it's going to If I love the poor more than the rich, is that agape? No. Why? Because it is circumcision too. This is because of the circumstances, and because of that, I may feel more attracted to this man, or I may feel more attracted to this woman that is rich. But both of them are dependent on the circumstances, and they are based on the soul. That's not agape. So if I'm going to walk in agape, I'm going to have to love the rich man the way I love the poor man. And I'm going to have to love the poor man the way I love the rich man. And I'm going to have to determine how to treat both of them in the right way. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. I can't hear you. Somebody say amen. amen. I may not like the rich man, but I'm going to have to love him anyhow. I may not also like the poor man, but if he's angry, I have to love him because Amen. I am commanded to. And so because it's a commandment, it has nothing to do with the way I feel. That's right. I have to choose to love this person. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. What about if the rich man is kind to me and the poor man is not? Who should I love more? I can't hear you. What about if it's the other way around? The, the poor man, the rich man is nasty to me. The rich man is nasty to me, but the poor man is kind to me. Who should I love more? Praise the Lord. Some people say that's where my own changes. <laughs> when it comes to being nasty to me, no, no, I can't, I can't love that kind of person. The Bible says this agape cannot be subject to the circumstances. It has to be by choice and it is independent of the person that you love. It is a function of the one who loves. You can't pay for it. You can't be kind enough to deserve it. It has to come independently. Somebody say amen. Praise the name of God. Let's go to Romans chapter number 3. Chapter number 5. Hallelujah. Are you there? Are you there? Praise the Lord. We've got to get out of just philanthropic law, feel you and get into agape because that's the bedrock of the gospel it or not whether the person deserves it or not if the person treats us right we're going to agape them if the person chooses not to treat us right we are still going to agape them somebody say amen, amen. somebody say amen, amen. nobody said say amen somebody say amen here amen. Okay, praise God. Where is she open to? Romans chapter number 5. Let's quickly look at it. Verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were all still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely would anyone die for a righteous man, 
Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were yet, when we were cursing God, when some of us were sleeping and jiving and lying and, and cheating, did God love us? Yes. I can hear you. Did God love us? Yes. yes. Does God love sinners? Yes. yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we supposed to love sinners? Somebody say amen. amen. Those that are close to you and those that are far to you. Those that are kind to you and those that are not kind to you. Amen. 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 You shouldn't prefer anyone. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Luke chapter number six. This must have blown the disciples' minds when Jesus began to teach like this. Nobody ever taught like this before. Verse 27. But I tell you who hear me. He said, love your enemies. Who says you love? Your enemies. Who are your enemies? So I can count a few. <laughs> Do good to those who hate you. That's deep. Bless those who curse you? Pray for those who mistreat you. These are not parables. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Right. They are not um, illustrations. That's right. These are instructions. So if somebody costs you, what should you do? How do you bless somebody? Someone say, I really don't understand that one. I'll tell you. There are many ways you can bless. Your words can be a blessing. You can do better than that too sometimes. Apart from your words, you can do something right. Somebody asked this for me a question in camp meeting. You see, I mean, you know, I have this problem. I, 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 I know I should let go. This person, you know, this person hurt me so bad. You know, I'm just trying to rephrase it. I can't remember how it was put. And, and it keeps coming back. I'm trying to let it go. I'm trying to let it go. What should I do? I said to him, Buy him a gift. Say, so buy him a gift. You know what he did to me? I said, yeah, if you, if you really want to let it go, you cannot be overcome with evil, but you can overcome evil with good. Somebody's calling you stupid fool. Tell you are so handsome. You are anointed. Everything you put your hand to do, we prosper. May you become the head and not the tail. Amen. The Bible says you should do this to those who hate you. Somebody say amen. amen. Verse 29. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. Praise the Lord. I heard the brother say, but the Bible didn't say what would happen after he strikes you on the second chair. <laughs> so once he strikes you on one chair and you turn the other, the Bible didn't tell you to turn the You don't have a touch it, so that to give you back the chest and the second. No, that's what the Bible is saying. Praise the Lord. 
someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. you and if anyone takes what belongs to you <laughs> do not demand it back this has been your bible all this time Do to others as you will have them do to you. Verse 32. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. Now, that's what I want you to see. That filial is not an indication that you are born again. If you love by reason of circumstances, sinners do the same. The, what will differentiate a born-again believer from a sinner is that the one who is born again loves in spite of the circumstances. Whether good or bad. Now let's continue. Verse 32. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full plus interest. Somebody say amen. amen. But love your enemies. Do good to them and learn to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And, this is important, you will be sons of the Most High because He's kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. So He's telling us that for us to be sons of God, our love has got to extend beyond what the sinner does, what is natural, what is philanthropic, what is, is emotionally attached. It has got to be, even when it comes against our emotions, we are ready to do the word of God. Amen. Talk to someone say, I'm going to love you. Say, I love you, no matter what you do. I make a commitment, a commitment to, love to love you. If you like it or not, if you love me or not, if you receive it or not, I will love you always. That sounds like a marriage commitment. No, they're not getting married. Praise the Lord. This is agape. Amen. 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 The Bible says that this. Is how we know those that are believers. Mm -hmm. I think that's one reason why many people are, you know, there was a small, young drama, a short drama we had not too long ago. Somebody said, I'm looking for a Christian. Mm -hmm. The 
are looking for Christians is because many times all they see is exactly what's in the world. Sometimes in the world. But the Bible is saying that if we are going to be sons of God, if we are going to show that we are born again, if we are going to show that there is a new nature in us, we have to go beyond filial and begin to walk in agape. Let me tell you this. In the old covenant, they were not commanded to walk like this. It was in there, but it was hidden. The word was different. And, and, and they were not commanded to because they had not the ability to. Moses said, if somebody punches one eye, what should you do to him? He said, punch his eye too. An eye for an eye, at the end you have two eyes gone. The whole world gets blind. <laughs> Moses said, if you do not feel comfortable, if you, if you are tired of your spouse, he said, divorce him. Or divorce her. Give her a certificate of divorce and marry another one. Jesus said, that law was dependent on feeling. I give you a new commandment. That you agape one another even as I have agape you. So he began to teach us what this love is and he's saying that the only way you can understand this law is to look at him that's right amen elijah when the army came what did he do he called fire and consumed them but in the new testament the bible says pray for those that hate you those that despisefully use you, bless them. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 The one that is walking against you, that is stepping on your toes, find a way of helping that person to become exactly where the person wants to go. Now, that is agape. Somebody say amen. amen. And the Bible says that is the one that shows that you are born of God. It is easy to love out of emotion. And when you are not emotional, you don't love. But agape is a choice. And sometimes it is hard work. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Sometimes it is hard. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes your flesh wants to react. And just give him a piece of the unrenewed mind. <laughs> Some people want to re exorate the old man for just a minute. Say, so, you know what I used to be? Now, the Bible said the old man is one crucified with Christ. Keep that old man in the coffin. Somebody say amen. amen. Don't bring him back. Praise the Lord. The world is looking for sons of God. And they are not going to find it in just tongues. They are not going to find it in just faith. They are not going to find it in just giving, feeding the poor. They are going to find it when people put on this nature of God and begin to love like God says we should love. 
Now let's go to Matthew chapter 22. Some people are very kind as long as you are kind to them. Praise the Lord. When you love them, you embrace them, you give them stuff, they are happy with you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But sometimes the moment, just like somebody maybe, you know, always hiking a ride, somebody always bringing, you know, him to church. He's happy, oh, he's such a kind brother. But the day the person who is bringing him to church says, you know what, I don't feel like coming that direction today. He gets offended. I thought he was a believer. Now, people are always expecting the other person to be the believer. What about you? Amen. You that is offended, are you the believer now? Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This law cannot be defended. Now we're going to look at it in essence because there are many areas of it. Like I said last week, you're not walking in love does not excuse me not walking in love. And by not walking in love, there's no excuse you not walking in love. Every man has to remove the plan from his own eyes. You know, some people get into meetings like this and they hear messages for somebody who is not here. I wish I could just, I wish, oh man, this message was for, no, if it was for Joseph, God would have brought Joseph here. And because you are here, this message is for you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Remove the plank in your own hand. Now this is so important because we are not all going to heaven collectively. God is going to call you by name. And that is one of the first times a husband will be separated from his wife. But we have to stand individually. And everyone we have to give an account. Not for what somebody has did to you, but for how you acted and there is no excuse i said last week some people become hard instead of strong by reason of circumstances now it's sad and, and unfortunately some people grow up in very terrible circumstances some were abused some were you know you know treated roughly Sometimes, you know, even people get married and their spouse treats them very wrong, very bad. And, and sometimes even parents treat their children wrong. And, and sometimes in an attempt to become, defend, to, to build a defense, they become hard. And they also begin to treat other people the same way. But that's still not excuse. The Bible says when you're born again, you become a new creature. Somebody say amen. amen. Just the same way God forgave you of all of your sins, you've got to let go of all of the past, and instead of becoming hard, you can become strong, and you become, can become tough in walking in love. Let's go to Matthew 22. Somebody say Amen. amen. Let's start from verse 36. The Bible says, Teacher, 
Let's start from verse 35. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Someone say amen. amen. Let's go to Mark chapter number 12. It's just a kind of repetition, but it's a little addition. I just want us to read that as well. Praise the Lord. Quickly, quickly, Mark chapter number 12. Are you there? Yes. Verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Notice that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answer Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all, of your, with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this love your neighbor as yourself mm -hmm. there is no commandment greater than this well said teacher the man replied you are right in saying this god is one and there is no other but him to love him with all your heart with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as your as as yourself is more important than all bond offerings and sacrifices somebody say amen. amen so all the offerings all the sacrifices all the tongues all the faith all the feeding the poor all the torment the bible says that none of these is as important as this thing that we're talking about love amen. then jesus began to tell us how to love in these scriptures it says that the first is to love who god Say love God. love God. Say it like you mean it. Say love God. Love God. Put with me today. Say love God. Love God. Tell someone love God. Love God. First. First. With all your heart. With all your mind. With all your might. With all your strength. With all your understanding. So who are we supposed to love get first? God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Which means that as we begin to study agape, and the attributes of agape we talked about last week that love is patient it means that if you love god you will be patient towards god amen is that true yes you know some people just get offended at god i waited six months it didn't work no going to church anymore this thing doesn't work the bible says you should love god with all of your heart and this love is not just an emotional relationship with god is a decision to love god yes, Amen. and it is the first and the greatest commandment mm -hmm. somebody say amen. amen the second is what love your neighbor as you love let me ask you this question are you supposed to love yourself no, some, some blood. Are you supposed to love yourself? Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Does this scripture say you shouldn't love yourself? No. But what does it say? 
He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Which means that, according to this scripture, you really can love your neighbor more than you love yourself. Which means that if you don't love yourself, you will be handicapped in loving your neighbor. You know, one of the problems people have is that the thing that agape means sacrifice all that I have, give it all, and have nothing. That is love. No, 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 no. That's not love. Many times that's foolishness. That's right. Love is that I want you to be like where I am. If I have two, I want to give you one. Praise the Lord. If I have one, if I can share it, I share it. But if I can share it, I will show you the market where you can get it to. Is that love? We heard it in Camden. The Bible tells us about the foolish and the wise virgin. The foolish one did not take enough oil. The wise one did. When the foolish one came at midnight and said, Give me more oil. The wise ones could have said, Oh, I love you. Let's share it. And the both of them would have been dark when midnight came. They calculated their oil. This oil will only take me to when the master will come. I would have loved to give you this one. But you see, I will show you where to get your own. The others may have gotten offended. But the Bible says that the other ones were wise. Now, I'm saying this to set the balance. Because sometimes what happens is that when we begin to hear the message of love, people get it to the other extreme and because of that they are not able to fulfill it according to scriptures. Jesus would not have died if he did not know he would resurrect and still have what he had. The Bible says, he said, I come that where I am, you may be also. He did not come to exalt us more than himself. He came to exalt us to be like him. He suffered, but his desire was to bring us to where he was. And so, if you want to be a blessing, you've got to be blessed. Well, I'm going to preach anyhow. Somebody say amen. amen. That's love. Amen. amen. So, you've got to begin to love yourself. The problem with many times is that people love themselves at the expense of others. Now that is not love. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Now if you have to tread on someone to get to the top, then you are not walking in love. But you can get to the top and have other people come up there. But if you stay on there and just want to stay there because it's like, oh, let me just give everything so that everybody else will get to the top. While you stay on there, you are not loving, you are foolish. You've got to love people as you love yourself. So sometimes you need to look at yourself in the mirror 
I said, I need a new haircut. Somebody say, Amen. <laughs> I need a new shoe. You see, when is that not being kind of why do you need all those things? If you don't think you need it, you will never be in the position to see that somebody else needs it. If you are going to do it properly. Because the way you think about yourself is what God commands that you should think about others. Amen. If you never see yourself prosperous, you will never be able to see other people prosperous. And you will get envious and jealous mm -hmm. when they begin to make it. So you need to look at yourself. I deserve a new car. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. He says that said love. Now, when the Bible says, when the Bible says he that would love his life would lose it, the word that was used was not agape, but feel you. He said that if you have an emotional love for yourself, you can miss it. But when the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself, he was using agape. So he, what he was saying is that it's not just an emotional love about yourself. It's a quality decision that you want to be the best and you want everybody else to be the best just like you. That's what God wants you to be. Amen. You've got to love yourself. You've got to treat yourself sometimes. Amen. Hallelujah. It is not unrighteousness to be blessed. Because it's only those who are blessed that can bless others. You can't bless others beyond your blessing. You can't give a car if you don't have one. You can't give somebody a house if you don't have one. So for you to be in a position where you can give a house, you have to believe God for a house first for yourself. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. And this is some of the things that people have taught. Love was that has gotten some people wrong. They think, oh, it just means sacrifice everything. And have nothing left. No. The Bible says, love your neighbors as you love yourself. Amen. Some people are not patient with themselves. Look at themselves say, You don't do you fail the game. You fail the game. You never make it. Everybody else is passing. You are the only one that is still here. And that's that's not that's not good. That's not self-love. That's not self-agape. Speak down on themselves. Look at themselves as nothing. And the thing is, it's just, it is being humble. No, no. You need to look at yourself. Say, you are beautifully and wonderfully made. You are anointed. And as you begin to say that, because you believe that for yourself, you can believe the same for others. Because you will not love people beyond the way you love yourself. So agape is new to many of us. The Bible says the world does not have it. So we cannot learn it from the world. The world has other kinds of law. There's failure in the, in the world. Somebody say amen. There's a lot of failure. Brotherly law. There's a lot. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They can give you money and cuss you out in the same poor moment. They don't care. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of failure in the world. They love those that love them. Amen. 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 But the Bible says in the church, it's got to be different. Our love comes from the Spirit. We are born of love. This is a new kind of love. This love had never been before and only came to be after Jesus Christ was born. And this love is only impacted in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And we are enabled to live this way because we are sons of God. That's what the Bible says, a new commandment. A new commandment. A new one. A new one. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And when we begin to walk in love, the Bible says, somebody may even curse us. We will not even notice. Yeah. Bible says this, this love hardly notices when others do them wrong. Somebody said, did you hear what he said to you? Say, what, what did he say? I, 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 didn't, I didn't get it. But some are seeking for the wrong thing somebody else has said. Are you sure that was what he meant? Did you see the way he ripped the eye when he said it? He may have been saying this good thing, but no, no, I, I, I know what he meant. And they look for the wrong when sometimes the person doesn't even mean wrong. The Bible says this agape, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does not rejoice in evil, rejoices in the truth. Amen. This agape is not proud and does not boast. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What does it mean to boast? To begin to brag about what you have accomplished by your own ability. Praise the Lord. Paul said, if I boast, I boast in the Lord. What God has done in and through me. But once you begin to talk about it as though it is about you and you begin to try to make yourself look like you are better off than anybody else, either by reason of what you have accomplished or by reason of what you have or by reason of what you don't have, it becomes boasting. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I've said here that inferiority complex is the same spirit in two places. It can be superiority complex. It can be inferiority complex. They're exactly the same thing. If you feel you are not good enough by reason of your status, and then you feel, well, I'm not good enough because I don't speak enough, I don't speak good English enough, I'm not educated enough, I don't have enough money like everybody else. I don't dress like everybody else. I don't look as good as everybody else. What you are saying is that people who have such things are superior to people who don't. That means that when you get such things, you will become superiority minded. So what do you do? You may be walking on your, on your feet right now and you come across somebody with a brand new car you don't feel inferior. No. You say, hi, bro, stretch your hands and shake him yeah. just like you would your, your, your friend. Yeah. That's right. Amen. 
Somebody say amen. amen. You don't feel uncomfortable. Praise the Lord. Amen. You walk into a mansion, eight bedrooms. Yeah. You're still living in one room apartment. <laughs> you just thank God for it and rejoice just the same way you are. Yeah. Because the, the house does not make the person better than you that have an apartment. And the apartment does not make you less than the one that has a house. We are who we are by reason of what God says yes, we are, yes. not by reason of the things that we have and we handle. You like wearing jeans? Somebody else likes wearing suit? Because he wears suit does not make him better than you that's wearing jeans. You can preach the gospel wearing jeans and people get saved. Somebody say hallelujah. Yeah. The same way also somebody can be wearing a big diamond ring. And you have to take a tray to, to run your own finger. Doesn't make the person better than you. <laughs> Hang your head high. Somebody say amen. amen. Smile like everybody else. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. And those of you who have it, you can look down on the people that don't. Amen. Some people go to the restaurant and they treat the waiters wrong because they are wait That waiter could have a jet at home. You don't even know. Yes. Because somebody's working in a minion job doesn't make him any less. I came into this country a couple of years ago. I had a graduate degree. The first thing I did for a couple of weeks was a mini job. Somebody that looked at me and said, and looked at me that way, and I was anointed being pastoring. Before I came here, I would, I would not even drive my car. People would drive me to church, wash my car, carry me around. So people are not determined by what is around them. That's right. But by who they are. Somebody say amen. amen. And somebody could be in a media job today and the next day he could be changed. Yes. We have to begin yeah. to treat people about who they are. That's right. Not about what is around them. Right. Even if they are rich, the, the Bible says don't treat them extra special because they are rich. Yeah. If they are poor, don't treat them extra special because they are poor. Either way, you are walking in the flesh. You have to make up your mind. What is best for this person? Now, the one, the one who is poor may need food. Praise the Lord. And so what do you give to him? Food. The one who is rich may need the word of God. So what do you give to him? The word of God. You may find where to minister to the needs of the people where they actually have need. But most of the time, even the one that is poor may even need the word more than the one. But he needs the word to get rid Someone say amen. amen. So what am I saying in essence? Agape is not dependent on circumstances. Don't look like at the person and because of what is happening around him, that becomes a real reason why you are stimulated. You should be stimulated all the time to think of how to do good to every man, especially those in the household of faith. Every day, your attitude matters. Someone say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How you reacted when somebody talked to you. The Bible says it's more important than the tongues that you speak. Jesus actually said, if you are trying to give your offering in church, and suddenly you remember that you have an off with somebody, he said, don't waste your offering. He said, wait. Go and reconcile to that person. Yeah. Somebody said, me reconcile. Ah, if you know what he did. 
the Bible said this is the gospel. This is more important than sacrifices. Everybody is quiet. I need to close. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Sink into deep. But that's good. This love is not emotional. It can be emotional, but it's not dependent on emotion. There's a difference between compassion and sympathy. The Bible says that when Jesus saw the crowd, he had compassion. Compassion is not necessarily an emotional desire. It is a decision to look at the need of people and do something about it. Sympathy is to just associate with the need. Compassion is a decision. The compassionate compassion man may not even feel emotion about it. He may walk away as if he doesn't care and send something about that thing. That is love. So we have to begin to understand that love here is a decision. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What keeps a marriage together for believers is not the emotion. How many of you are married know that? Because that emotion sometimes can go way high. Sometimes it can go below the ground. And sometimes you just want to walk out. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But a believer, the Bible says, you are committed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You don't want to say I love you. You tell your tongue, tongue, tongue. <laughs> say it. I love you. <laughs> and the good thing the Bible says that once you begin to let it fill your heart and your mouth, it will control your emotions. Your emotions will now fall back in line. The Bible says that the tongue is the steering wheel of your life. What you can begin to say will control the way you feel eventually. So you have you you, you just don't walk out. Amen? Amen. Because you love him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to have to round up now. But if you read St. John chapter 15, the Bible begins to tell us what it means to love God. It's not only to say, oh, I love you, Lord. I love you. Now that's part of it because God says he likes it when you worship him. But the Bible says that if you love me, he said, keep my commandments. I, I, I checked the original meaning of that word keep or obey. And it surprised me. It's the word shama. It actually, the first and the most consistent means pay attention. God is saying, listen to me. Which means that if you love God, one of the first things you will do is to pay attention. You get his Bible and begin to study. You will be in church. You will get the word of God and you begin to listen to it over and over. Because God knows also that if you keep listening to the word, the word will make you do it. So to obey, the word obey in the original Greek actually means to pay attention attention intelligently. That's what Strong says. Strong's confident. Pay attention. God is saying, pay attention. Listen to my word. That is the truth. 
of your love for God. We trust you've been blessed by this message. To order additional copies of this message or to request a list of other messages from Love Foundation, please contact us by mail at Love Foundation International, P.O. Box 41, Greenbelt, Maryland, 20770 by email at contact at love or by phone at 301 776 5782. You can also visit our website at www.lovefoundation.org. Love Foundation, a place to find God's love.